At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What is going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex. This is episode 221. I'm your host, Steve V., alongside or virtually next to Jeremy Ross Lopez. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Hi, hi, hi. Uh, Lincoln, you are in California still, correct? How are you? I, I am. I'm, I'm in the backyard with my shirt off, feeling the sun, and talking to two of my favorite people. So it couldn't be better. Oh, I love it. And making us jealous. It's rainy days and Monday over here yes. on this Cyber Monday as we record this. Yeah, you two in Massachusetts. Yeah, it's like Jeremy. a monsoon over here. Exactly, exactly. Well, how did you guys, uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Did you, uh, Jeremy, we'll start with you. Did you have a great Thanksgiving holiday? Yeah, mine was super low-key. It was just uh, seven of us. Uh, We ate dinner early, of course, napped, then ate some more, ate dessert, and just had drinks and stuff. It was low-key and nice. Nice, nice. And Lincoln, um, how was it? I know you're you're mourning, and and it was probably different without your mom this year. But how was how how did you celebrate? Yeah, I don't really usually come to California for Thanksgiving, so it wasn't okay. like there was a precedent. A, a precedent? Is that how you say that? Right. <laughs> a precedent set that oh, you know, I haven't had Thanksgiving here in California in a very long time because I'm usually focused on Black Friday and Cyber Monday and the holidays for the bakery, but. This year, the bakery's covered, and I slept almost the whole day, watched some TV, and just kind of spent it on my own. The silence is actually kind of comforting, so I'm I'm leaning into that while I'm still out here. But I'll be back in New York by next Monday and feeling my old life a little bit before I come back here again. It's It's a definite change in everything. You know what I mean? I do. And a little bit later in the show, I want to talk about friends, shedding friends, and getting reacquainted with ourselves. So we can talk a little bit more about that. Um, my Thanksgiving was actually pretty good. I spent it just with one friend that I've been seeing through this pandemic. And we went to a restaurant down the street. It was really lovely. It was actually in the 60s. So we were able to sit outside, enjoy the food, had a great time catching up. And that was it. Really, I spent it was really nice this year because normally I would be in California with my family. And being here, just having knowing that I had the whole weekend to myself to just kind of chill. I watched a bunch of old movies. I cleaned up my organized my bedroom because I was jealous after I saw Jeremy's new bedroom <laughs> where he lives so and so, yeah I know so I was doing a little bit of that I put up my Christmas tree which I never do this early and it's a it's a not a real one it's a an aluminum one so it's kind of harkens back silver with black bulbs but i put to add some freshness to it i put some real poinsettias on the bottom of it and it has this really cool led light 
that reminds me of your apartment in the city because it changes color, Lincoln. Oh, cool! On, That's right. on a rotation, but it it bounces off the wall, and the color therapy, the light therapy, is everything. And so I actually really had a nice visit and worked out all weekend. No one was in my gym. Got a haircut. It's interesting when you stay home and <laughs> on a holiday weekend. It's kind of nice. Yeah, I was away from Peter. He said that the city, that New York City, was just dead quiet as usual. But even more so yes. now with everything going on. Well, when this show comes out, December 1st, it is World AIDS Day, and we couldn't not acknowledge it. This year, obviously, will be a little bit different, but, you know, the first ever Global Health Day, World AIDS Day, was a, has been observed on December 1st, and it's an opportunity for people worldwide to, to unite in the fight against HIV, show their support for people with HIV, and remember those who have died from an HIV-related illness. And I was reading a little bit more about how the the three tiers of it. This year, they're calling it, pre, um, what are they calling it? Excuse me. Global, global Solidarity Shared Responsibility is the theme. And it is those three things to remember and honor those that unfortunately we lost to HIV, mm -hmm. but also focus on prevention. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a sec. But something that we don't always talk about is stigma. We've talked a little bit about it on this show. And recently I had a guest, Sebastian Lacaz, on with his new podcast, Chasing Happy, where he divulges in the podcast the time when he he was a Broadway star or Broadway actor and an actor and how that stigma, he never felt comfortable. And it's really been recently that he's come out and talked about um, really taking ownership of it. And I know Lincoln for years, we, you can probably remember when, if you got your test, we were just talking offline about our COVID test and we're sharing, oh, we got it. We didn't get it. That wasn't something that you always wanted to share with people or you were living in a lot of fear. And the stigma was a different time than it is today. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's totally different. And, and because of the research that's been done, because of all the people that got behind supporting the research for HIV, like Elizabeth Taylor back in the day and, and Marianne Williamson back in the day, um, all that empathy, I think, took away a lot of that stigma. Thank God, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I was even reading on here in New York, we have Broadway Bears and Equity Fights AIDS. Every year, if you go to any theater Broadway show, they really support those living in within the Broadway community. But I was reading a little bit more in depth on POZ, POZ.com, an article that somebody had written, and it wasn't always like that within the theater community. They were talking about a few actors back in the day that when the AIDS virus and the HIV first came onto the scene in the 80s, there were some actors that were shunned away from coming back to perform in their given roles. And it's just interesting how it's evolved throughout the years to be this big wide thing. And I think we're still fighting stigma in general for people that have it. And, but thank God to, you know, undetectable, uh, U equals U campaign is really helping. And I think it's really important to talk about this stuff. Um, Jeremy, I wanted to mention that you had mentioned a test last time we were on an STI test and you sent it over to me 
It's a test that screens for six common sexually transmitted infections. Yeah. It says here, uh, your test results will tell you whether or not you test positive for a variety of sexually transmitted infections. If your test results are abnormal, you'll have the opportunity to connect with our independent physician network at no additional cost to discuss your particular cause, and you may receive treatment there. And the test for gonorrhea, syphilis, HIV 1 and 2, hepatitis C, chlamydia, and trica... Oh my gosh, you guys might have to help me on this one. Trica... Monasius? I'm not sure what that one is. Oh, it's a parasite. I've never heard of that one. Oh, a yeah, it's, it's a very common oh, okay. infection caused by a protozoan parasite called Trichomonas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's Monas. Yeah, okay. Anyways, um, there, um, I posted this and I'll post it again where you can find this and get get your own. But I think it's really important in these times to a lot of people aren't going to see their physicians. And if you are having sex with people, it's really, tests like this are really important. I mean, even today I went to renew my uh, my Truvada, and this time I got on Discovy, my doctor put me on, but I think a lot of people aren't seeing their doctors as they normally would. And it's a good time for tests like this that you can get along with getting your COVID test. We're in crazy times. I don't know. There's a lot to be testing. Jeremy, what do you any thoughts on that? that uh, yeah, I completely agree. I think it's important if you are being active to just make sure that you're also getting tested regularly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's get into some hot gay sex topics or gay sex topics and wouldn't you know it gay there's a club in in london london's heaven nightclub i've been there actually before home to gay g-a-y to stay open and meet their current lock or their current covid restrictions gay is going to offer mcdonald's meals to meet the government's coronavirus rules after reopening as a bar the current lockdown ends on December 2nd, and London has been classified as Tier 2. So this means that hospitality venues will be able to open and serve alcohol, but only if it is accompanied by a substantial meal. And to comply with these rules, heaven patrons will have to order McDonald's meals <laughs> alongside drinks. The food will be supplied by the fast food chain's Strand Branch, which is located just meters, as they say, away. Uh, I know they're the head of the the owner, Jeremy Joseph, says the show must go on in a tweet. He said even in a tier two, Saturday, December 5th, gay at 11 at, at heaven is going to be open from 6 to 11. They're going to have performances. And I don't know. What do you think of this idea? I mean, for me, it's kind of like that wouldn't be an enticing thing for me to go out. Like, I don't really feel like I have to go out. And it certainly wouldn't. If you don't get coronavirus, you might get, you know, have a heart attack with all the McDonald's you're eating. It's not my favorite <laughs> thing. What are your first thoughts when you hear this? Like, do we really need to be going out, Lincoln? And or is it just do we need to save some of these bars? Yeah, I want to save the bars and I want to save the clubs that I want them all to come back and be more vibrant than ever, but I would not do that right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't, first of all, psychologically with everything I'm going through, going out is silly to me, but yeah. also like there's a gay bar here in Walnut Creek, California, and I want to go there with my god sister and just have one drink and celebrate my mom 
and support their little business. And they have like tables set out next to the bar that are completely outside with heat lamps. And they have a TV screen up playing drag performances. And I really want to support them. And, you know, it was kind of like doing that in New York as well. I was going down to Stonewall and the Monster and Julius's and trying to support them. If you could do it, if you could afford it, if you have that energy, great. But there have been a t- couple times in New York, I've gone in between the, the mandatory food that you have to buy in New York, which is not really edible, and the drinks, I walked away dropping $80 going, wait, why did I do that? You know, I I don't know. I, it, it's it's a hard... Um, conundrum for me because I want them I want the eagle to survive and I want everything to survive I do know that if our government subsidized all of us like we've been trying to do and the businesses we would be able to survive without getting sick and I do think London was doing that I I don't know the update on London but they were really they were giving people 80 percent of their paycheck so people can go out and support it and not feel like they're also going broke because they're not working you know what I mean Right. And Jeremy, with everything that's going on, we're in this new wave of coronavirus. It's getting cold, certainly where we're at. But even in L.A., the Abbey, I'm sure you've heard of it, Jeremy, the Abbey, the infamous Abbey. Mm -hmm. Owner David Cooley posted on Facebook the other day that new curfews and closures in L.A. or West Hollywood as well will result in the Abbey having to lay off its entire staff for the holiday season starting November 25th. Right now, he says the closure is for three weeks, but he expects to extend it through the end of the year. And he is quoted as saying county health officials are implementing these new changes because of the because of the people who won't follow the guidelines. He says the people not following the guidelines are the reason I have to lay off my entire staff for the holidays, Cooley said on Facebook. And do you think even like the last story with London we we just can't we're almost like kids and we haven't been in a pandemic and when we do get together we are we can't obey abide by some of these rules i mean do you agree with that or and that it's the fault of some of the patrons that just can't seem to respect some of these guidelines to keep these places open i do i think it's kind of difficult for everyone to just abide by all of the rules and to be honest like we talked about before Uh, And Lincoln had mentioned once people start drinking while they're out, I mean, it's so common and somewhat easier for people to just let their guard down and be like touchy and feely and huggy and all of that because everyone has been cooped up and sick of being cooped up. And so I think, I mean, we are kind of at fault for making the choices to go out in general. But then on top of it, I know people don't want to continue to stay home even though it's probably the best and safest option at the current state that we're in so i mean i definitely think that supporting a local business you still have to remember that being out you still have to wear a mask and try and stay six feet away and distance and i don't know just follow the guidelines a lot closer and i think that that's something that everyone is finding difficult to do. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's and we've talked about it before. And Lincoln, you mentioned even with alcohol, our inhibitions go down. I was even at when it was open, I told 
the, you guys before at the New York Eagle. It is once you get some alcohol in you, and even if you're in your own little bubble of people, you might get a little bit more handsy, touchy, and it's challenging, I think. So it's hard to blame some of these people. On the other hand, here in New York, just the other day, sheriff deputies busted hundreds oh. of people illegally partying yeah. at a quote bottle club saturday night in the city and sheriff deputies broke up a massive party of about 400 people at about 3 a.m at a commercial building in midtown manhattan the city and state have passed restrictions to limit social gatherings in response to the coronavirus pandemic of course four party organizers were arrested and charged with holding a mass gathering against city and state orders and i don't know so here we are talking about places trying to stay open one's offering mcdonald's the other one's like yeah unfortunately some people even with our restrictions they cross the line a little bit then you have people like this and this isn't just an anomaly there's been other stories of people throwing these like rave parties with illegal alcohol 400 people i mean what do you make of that lincoln is it just like does that just blow your mind when you hear those stories? It it uh, it. I just wonder what, how they're living. Like, what is their <laughs> life storyline? What news are they listening to? What what do they what do they have within them that thinks that that's okay? Like, because if you don't watch the news and you don't look at social media and you think that you're twenty and invincible, maybe I don't know, or sixty and don't want to live limited because you only have so much time left you know what i mean like i don't know what life they're living but it certainly doesn't seem like the responsible way to go and it's and just i don't know yeah i don't know it's, it's just, just like the we... people that are out in public with the the mask under their nose if, if the mask <laughs> right. is under your nose you're not wearing a mask you're not wearing a mask you might as well wear it on top have... of your head because you're not wearing I had a guy that was cutting my hair and had that too. It's kind of like, you know, that's just 50% of your breathing on top of me. So I'm still getting 50% of you hovering over me. Yeah. And isn't and... there some joke about being a mouth breather? <laughs> isn't there some like, <laughs> is it right? There's some joke about yeah. like he's a mouth breather. Like you're a little special. I don't know. I don't know, but it's not a compliment if you're a mouth breather. And if you're wearing the mask only over your mouth, then you're a mouth breather. I don't understand. <laughs> it's just i think we've learned a lot yeah, about right. what we will put ourselves in risks in harm's way of this pandemic that we've continued to find ourselves in and it's one thing you know some people going here or there but to throw a, as we all know we've all thrown events and they're no easy task to get no. the liquor to the promotions the system the music system on and on the invitations and a lot of them we found as I've read, do these secret invitations. So you have to really work hard to get these parties thrown. And then, so there's that end of it. And you must know at some level, if I get caught, it's going to not, yeah. it's going to suck. And then right. there's the people that willy nilly just kind of go and go, Hey, I heard about this party and what's in their heads too. I don't know that I could even, I wouldn't, there's no fun in that for me. I would just be thinking about so many other things and yeah. uh, it just boggles my mind. Maybe this will help our minds a little bit. A Hackensack school board member, Hackensack, okay, she's from Jersey, I believe, 
she's school board member. She made um, national headlines by opposing an LGBT curriculum a, a few months back. She has resigned after an embarrassing incident during a Zoom meeting. And we talked about it, I, Cody and I believe, on our other show about Jeffrey Tubin, CNN. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And the New Yorker staff writer who was caught masturbating on a Zoom <laughs> call recently. Well, this one, I think, it was a woman that opposed LGBT curriculum. And she was a woman in power at the time. Frances Cohelia didn't realize she'd left her laptop camera on when she took it with her while going to the bathroom during during the public comments section of a board meeting on Monday. Oh, nearly a hundred... Fr- and nearly 150 participants, including students, apparently saw Co- Cohelia relieve herself. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. The, the, the article that I got this from actually said so she took a dump. <laughs> I don't know if she did or not, but it was cracking me up. I don't know why I find bathroom humor funny. But no one immediately said anything when she returned from her trip to the toilet. A short time <laughs> later, Vice President Scott James Vickery reportedly told Cohelia, you need to go. We're here trying to get work done while you're sitting on the toilet, literally. (laughs) And later, uh, they said that Cohelia couldn't be removed because she was an elected official. Um, Early Tuesday afternoon, the board announced that the trustees have received a letter of resignation from her, effective November 24th. Wow. I just couldn't. I mean, it's kind of like, Good. Bye, we got somebody Felicia. off the board. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Karen. Bye. Right. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, but it got me thinking, and I want to hear from you. Have you guys ever, not with the toilet, but have you ever been caught in the act with sex? Has anybody ever walked in on you? And I know, Jeremy, you're currently living it with your family, but can you ever remember a time when a roommate or anybody, did you ever get caught in the act and how did you feel? I think I've always had a lock on my door, so <clears throat> I actually have not ever been like in that awkward situation. But it that that Zoom call of her taking the shit actually reminds me of when I <laughs> had sex with someone when they were on a conference call, like a meeting, and of course they had their like camera turned off, but they had to like in the middle of it make comments, and it was just funny. It was years and years ago. I want to say it was like I'm. I think maybe 18 or 19 and it was oh like God. some guy in a high-rise building in uh, manhattan and i just remember like that reminded me of that similar story a little bit more sexy than taking a dump but <laughs> well it does actually you just sparked a memory for me of when i lived in la years ago and my i was dating this guy he was actually really cute too like i don't know i just decided I think at the time, I'll tell you what it was. He was totally bottom, and he somehow, in his mind, made, wanted to make me a top. Well, if you've listened to the show a little bit, I'm not Mr. 
100% top here. So he kind of picked the wrong guy, but I was kind of trying to live up to that and not succeeding. And I think I thought found him too goody-goody too at the time. He, but he was really cute. He was like a Midwestern boy. And I remember having a conversation in this condo that my roommate and I lived in. My roommate had his room in this long hallway and I was on the opposite end. And I think I was talking to him or I, my, it was when we had flip phones too. And I think I saw him call. Well, I must've pressed answer and thought I'd like put it to voicemail. And I proceeded to have this conversation with my roommate across the hall and like, Oh, I'm so over him. And you know, it's just not working out. It's kind of boring (laughs) and it's not like on and on. And, and he's like, Oh really? I can, he's like, yeah. Like, you know, you know, when you commiserate with your girlfriend or your roommate and we're just going on and on. And I happened to look down cause I had the ironing board there with my flip phone and it's like on and I see his name. I'm like, Oh my God. And I threw the phone and he saw immediately, my roommate immediately knew what had happened and ran into his room. I don't know why. And locked the door and shut his door. Like, oh, I can't deal with this. And I was like, hello. And he's like, I heard everything you said, Steve. And uh, I had to kind of walk it back. And you know how that went. It, it, <laughs> I just had to keep apologizing. It was really bad. It was not quite. It's kind of like that Zoom incident, too, where you just you can't really walk it back too much. But it's so cringeworthy. Lincoln, you have got to have some story. I know you do of being caught in the act somehow. Well, I am back at the house that I was born and raised in. And it is really interesting to have flashbacks of <laughs> like when I had my got my first gay porn on video on a VHS tape that I hid in my bedroom. And the only VCR was in the family room. And I remember <laughs> being in the family room, like fast forwarding, trying to <laughs> find the good stuff. <laughs> And hearing the garage door open and being like, oh my ah! God. you know what I mean? Like, and ejecting the tape yes. and running down the hall and getting it back and, and like with a boner the whole time or, you know what I mean? Like, I remember stuff like that. I don't, I don't have a lot of memories of getting caught having sex because I've lived either with my boyfriend or by myself for a very long time. Um, however, I did have a share in Fire Island once. And I did have a, an Airbnb in Berlin once, and I was not supposed to bring home anyone. And in both of those situations, I got caught. And my friend in Fire Island, we were always at each other's throat anyway, even though we were good friends. So it kind of added to our fire. And it just, um, it ended the friendship in Berlin, unfortunately, because he felt like I, uh. I broke the trust. And I was like, but dude, he's, you know, he was cool and he was, and something could have happened. And, and truth be told, the mindset that I was in, I brought him home actually from laboratory, which oh. whoa, like we wanted to shower yeah. and like clean up and just like be together. And I was so in my mind about just showering off. And this guy who I still keep in touch with, the person I brought to the Airbnb in Berlin, uh, I still keep in touch with him from time to time. I didn't even remember I agreed to that. You know what I mean? I was in such a mindset. I was like, oh, I did? I promised no guests. I'm so, like, I genuinely didn't remember that. And I'm a 45 year old man. I don't, I don't have a lot of things I can't do anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of of odd. However, 
he was totally right. I'm sure. I still don't remember agreeing to no guests, but you know, it's anyway. one thing though for like the person that was renting the place to you. But I'm. Why did your friend have? Because he put you guys at risk of losing the place. Is that why? You because mean in Fire you're... Island? Yeah. Because we shared a bed. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's shared, that like, whole a thing of king size bed in a room on Fire Island, and we were like, it's fine. We just we won't bring any. And I think I was the asshole. He was like. You're not bringing up any, you're a fucking pig and like not in the good way. You're just sloppy. And I'm very anal when I have sex. Like I like everything to be clean and, you know, right. So that like the moment I smell something, sex is over. The moment I feel like we're ruining the sheets, I can't keep going. Like I'm too (laughs) anal retentive as a person. So when I saw, when I knew I was sharing this king size bed with my friend, um, I was like, I don't even want to know how you have sex. So you're not bringing it into this bed. And then, of course, I end up bringing like this cute boy home and he catches me in the room. And it was like, you know, it's the one complication when you are traveling and especially in Fire Island, things are so expensive. People often share these beds next, even if it's twin beds and inevitably somebody wants to bring somebody back. Yeah. And I remember, though, in MAL, I tried to bring a friend back and it was like in the middle of the day so my roommate friend at the time was downstairs at the shopping mart they have a leather mart at mid-atlantic leather jeremy was probably working there at the time and i had met this guy at a sex club and we exchanged numbers after the hot night at the sex club and wanted to kind of continue in the afternoon and my friend kind of had a problem with it, but it was like in the middle of the day, just because he, I kind of left him alone, I guess, for a, for like an hour. And okay. but that's what you do in MAL. Oh yeah, he, he definitely it. complained. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. And it's kind of like we're at Mid Atlantic Leather Festival, which is all about fetishes, and it wasn't like I kicked him out in the middle of the night, which people have done, believe me, in other parts, and. To me, it was kind of like, get over it. And to your cleanliness point, Lincoln, we each had our own beds. So I didn't ruin his bed or nothing like that. So it wasn't like an issue, I think. Yeah. But, I will say, though, getting caught and dealing with that that anxiety and that back and forth, even at MAL, I, am, I, don't care. I get uh, my own room. I get two beds, one for me to sleep on, one for me to play on. And <laughs> and I kick people out when I don't want them in my room. Like that's something, you know, in, in if I'm lucky, knock on wood, that I can afford to do that. I know that's not always easy, but right. I, I, I'd rather not go if I'm going to be worried about, you know, my roommate. Yeah. Yeah. It is a whole thing. No. And now that I think about it, this same friend of mine and a third person, we were sharing a room with him and we came back once and he was like, he had a friend that he was going to sleep with. And it was like over short. And we're like, what happened? He's like, Oh, he was unclean to your cleanliness thing. (laughs) You know what we mean in the, in that area. And we were like, Oh, uh uh, we got it. And then, so we were kind of like, yeah, we got it. And so then we were, one of us, I think my friend was going to go use the restroom. And the same friend that had slept with the the guy that had the friend over goes, 
oh, don't touch that towel under there. That's the towel that we're like, we got it. We got oh it. And it was like, like, do you have to show us the evidence? What like, is happening? It, yeah. I know. That was, <laughs> it is a whole thing when you go on these fun events, gay events, when we used to, and yeah. you share rooms and everything. It's it, You got to kind of be strategic about it because things can get a little messy, literally. Yep. <laughs> um, I wanted to end sort of on, in this time, I spent a lot of weekend by myself and I'm learning in this time, not seeing a lot of people, that I kind of like hanging out with myself. I'm getting reacquainted with myself. Uh, Why? Because there's nobody else too. But I'm finding that in this time of a pandemic, friendship means a lot of things. Obviously, we're talking a lot to family and friends on the phone more, using things like Zoom. But it got me thinking of this has also been a year, at least for me, where people that weren't maybe good friends anymore or friends that maybe weren't as healthy for me, I've kind of shed away. And it's not a bad thing because I think it's opening up room to get more acquainted, like I said, with myself. And maybe not all these people were meant to be in my life. Have you, Jeremy, have you ever shed friends in your life because they just didn't suit your life? Not like you're throwing them away, but maybe they just, you moved on or they were unhealthy for you? Yeah, definitely. I've uh, also just grown out of certain friendships and I don't wish them ill will. It's just, I'm at a different point and I've also had friends that are a little too self-consumed and I they fall into the back background as well. So I think it's just you go through different, I don't know, parts of life and thir- certain things are more important to you than others. And I think that falls with friends as well. I mean, I also am not one to have a big, uh, huge friend group. I, I consider just a small close-knit group of friends, close friends and things like that, people that I check in with uh, either from day to day or once a week and things like that. So, I mean, I definitely have people that have just been at certain points in my life and are no longer around. And I would imagine that's been amplified a lot since you've moved as well. Mm -hmm. And those that you really do keep mean that much more to you definitely yeah i mean do you feel lincoln you've had times like that or do you feel guilt if you've moved on from a friendship because i i think in this this was the first weekend where i finally growing up catholic that i don't think i felt guilt for not having certain people around anymore because they just didn't suit my life anymore and i've moved on do you have i didn't bring you up the well the catholic thing is definitely an aspect of it. I don't give up on friendships. I, I've had people throughout the years. It's a common thread. I, first of all, I was an only child. So I've always had my right. imagination. I've always been, I did spend a, a, some years like, oh, I'll never have a boyfriend. I'll never be in a relationship. And then I've had a plenty of boyfriends. So that's no longer yeah. an issue. <laughs> and now Peter just encourages me to be the most me I can be which is why I know him and I are going to last because I've had specific friendships, including that person I shared the room with in Fire Island, that they all needed me to be a little less than. Like, could you not be Lincoln? Could you not say hi to everyone? Could you not always know everyone? 
Could you not wear the this is you. This is Lincoln. I'm Madonna. Could you maybe dress down a little? And I felt myself apologizing for my behavior. And I'm not, you know, over the past decade, I've slowly went, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to be as much me as I want to be and I'll be alone. And that's not a problem. And now that I met, met Peter, who's again, telling me to be more of who I am, I, I, I don't have any um, regrets because even with those people that did that to me throughout my life, like even in high school or in college, or I've reached out to all of them about my mom. I've reached anyone in my life, whether you love me or hate me or get along with me or we talk or all, if you knew my mom or know how important me and my mom's relationship was and it really made me the person I was. And my mom was one of those people too that people would say, God, you know so many people, you're so social, you're always out. Can't you just slow down a little bit? And my mom was like, no, it's, a, it's in our blueprint to be very social, to know as many people as possible, to be able to sit next to a stranger and go, Hey, how's your life going? You know, and all of a sudden they're a good friend. So, and, and most of the people have reached back, even though we don't really speak anymore and been like, I'm so sorry to hear about your mom. I know you guys were close. I hope you're well and safe. So I just don't close doors. That's my thing. Like you just said, Jeremy, you don't wish them any ill, Mm -hmm. even though they've said some really like rather insulting things to me. I go, okay, you know, you're doing the best you can. And so it is. I just won't call you anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think things change and you pivot from it's you don't have to lock and seal a door. I like that idea if something amazing, tragic, monumental on whatever level happens that these people were chosen or in your world for a reason at some point. Yeah. But it 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 just won't be the same way. But so you don't have to maybe all you know, lock it up and make a tombstone out of it but it definitely can pivot and you have a new way and nine times out of ten people get it it's it's either mutual or people get the picture of one of the two of you sort of has changed a little bit and you kind of get the idea okay i don't think that we're as strong as maybe we were but then that's life things change and this i think pandemic is really in a lot of ways since we're not seeing a lot of people kind of amplified that for many of us, myself included. And it's just an interesting time to reflect, especially as we get towards the end of the year and we're counting our blessings and trying to stay safe. So one thing I will say, Stephen, that you just reminded me of what I won't do anymore because of this pandemic is I won't do the work for two people anymore. I've had a lot of friendships in my life where it's like, oh, you know, they don't know a lot of people. They don't really feel confident about themselves. They're not really... Da, 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 da. come on it'll be fun come on or i keep having the making the conversation happen making it happen no we don't do that anymore not with the pandemic and everything else going on in life we don't have time mm. for that you know what i mean we don't have time for that no bitch no. i'm a donna right <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for playing you guys can take our poll on the topics we talked today it'll be up tomorrow uh or tuesday when this show comes out go to Patreon dot com forward slash talk about gay sex i want to thank you both so much fun as always always jeremy ross lopez you can follow jeremy at j ross lopez on instagram and follow lincoln as well he's got two of them at mad lincoln m-a-d lincoln and at 
protein bakery and he's got some really tasty treats in this season it's a great time to treat yourself or some special person uh thanks guys this has been a lot of fun and follow us at tags podcast yeah keep it keep it safe wear your mask wash your hands but keep it sexy